Welcome to the Sports Now Podcast, where we celebrate the athlete's success on and off the field and talk about the mental health and how they are having success after the game. It's a pleasure to introduce you guys to Elijah Ingram, who is a community activist, founder and CEO of the City Lounge Restaurant in New York, New Jersey. He's also the uh, also is McDonald's All American basketball player, top tier uh, player out of St. John's University, uh, all-star basketball player in the G League for Albuquerque Thunderbirds. How's everything going with you today? All is well. That's good. That's good. Just by 
watching too much of other people. Yeah, too much. Yeah, and then you kind of, <laughs> it's, it's all in the mental. The confidence that they need or the drive that they need uh, to become better, a better athlete than what they're watching. You know, they, they got to put in the work. But um, I don't know. Uh, so anyway, college, so I went to a uh, funny story about going to St. John's. Okay. <laughs> um, so originally, I wanted to go to Georgia Tech. Georgia uh, Tech? Not too many people know that. Okay. Uh, nice campus. My AAU coach, Jimmy Salmon, he knows that. <laughs> he actually still, he still, he still gives it to me this day about not going to Georgia Tech. He didn't want to, he never told me in the moment because, you know, everybody know Coach Riley ran a really good system to where he let the players actually decide their, their, their steps and goals and career. So he, he never led anybody to certain places. You know, where okay. to now, I feel like a lot of players are just, you know, led to these places. Yes, yeah, very political. Go. Um, but, uh, jumping back to what I was saying, once I was going there, um, Jim Sam didn't want me to go to Georgia Tech. I saw Coach Hewitt all the time at every game. Him and Jarvis Jr., I saw them the most. Uh, okay. And it didn't matter where I was playing. I could play all over. I could be in Vegas. I could be in North Carolina. I, wherever. Um, and I would see Hewitt's face. I would see Jarvis Jr.'s face. Uh, but Hewitt, I knew a little bit about because I know um, he specialized in lefty point guards. And I was a lefty, so that was pretty rare for me. And I, you know, I was into things that was rare because uh, I used to get picked on for being a lefty. You know what I'm saying? That's a major advantage yeah. in basketball. <laughs> yeah, but it, you know, it was a plus. Yeah, and, and basketball is a bonus. Mm-hmm. You know, because people are not used to guard lefty people, lefty guards. You know, your natural instinct is is righty. You know, because the majority of people is right handed. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I went to. Uh, my unofficial visit to um, St. John's. And then as I start narrowing down my colleges, I did Georgia Tech, UConn, St. John's, and then uh, Boston College. Yeah, that's Those major, are my final four that I picked. Some major programs. Yeah. Uh, I had a lot of other offers. Like, I had offers all over. Like, even Michigan called late. Uh, like probably almost any program you can name, like Villanova, Seton Hall, Rutgers, or you know all the local colleges mm-hmm. uh, from Jersey. Um, but the, the those were the four I narrowed it down to, and that order is what I was thinking at the time. Uh, so then I went on my unofficial um, official visit to UConn, and then the following week St. John's. And then the following week, I was supposed to go to Georgia Tech. And then the following week, I was going to go to Boston College. I probably wouldn't have made it to Boston College because mm-hmm. I was probably going to commit at Georgia Tech. That was my mindset. Okay. Uh, no more school of 9/11 choice. 9-11 happens. <laughs> so hmm. 9-11 happens. And as, as I'm watching it, right outside, <laughs> you know, of the school, you know, where all of the other students, of course, mm-hmm. Uh, like you can actually see the fire and the smoke. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. It was a that was a very crazy time and moment. Like people think now was a crazy time and moment. That was like a kind of live. Like this, the COVID thing is real drawn out. Like that was like 
panic, panic. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know what was what. Exactly. So, naturally, that scared me and my family away from travel. Mm Mm-hmm. So we 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 ain't want no parts of playing. My grandfather old school, so he you know he um he was like nah he loved Jarvis. That's that's another reason too. Uh, okay. Those Jarvis and my grandfather connected, uh, and <laughs> you know that's who I found. My grandfather you know was was a very strong grandfather. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. Um, but in Jarvis was was very spiritually connected. They connected. And they, you know, they both had a connection. That's good. Connection. That's good. Um, so, you know, things happen. I, you know, looking back at everything, I know things happen. Everything happened for a reason. But as I'm walking you through it, um, that stayed me away from going to Georgia Tech. We didn't want to fly anymore. Uh, St. John's was an hour, hour forty-five minute drive, hour thirty-minute drive, mm-hmm. depending on traffic. Mm-hmm. Um, so. We were like, oh yeah, okay, perfect. We we got Coach Jarvis there, we got his son there, you know. Uh, and I think the previous year they were on ESPN. They did like a documentary on them. Um, so I was kind of familiar with the team actually from from watching the documentary. It's kind of like you already know the guys, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So uh, that kind of made me a little more comfortable. Um, but all in all, I don't think it was the it was it wasn't the right fit for me going there, uh, or playing like in, in that program because of not because of uh, the coaching staff they had the amazing coaching staff it was because of how it was ran, you okay. know, up top, um, and uh, that's probably why Coach Jarvis got fired <laughs> right after four games after four or five games after winning the NIT championship. Okay, let me ask you a question. I mean, uh, first four, four or five games in the first season or the second season? Uh, how, how, how long How long he got fired um, into your uh, your collision? Your, your, so into your collision my career. freshman year, my freshman year, we started off rocky. Okay. Uh-huh. We came, and we had a good team. It just, it took us, it took us a while to kind of, uh, to jail. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes mm-hmm. that's how it goes. So, you know, teams yeah. don't have chemistry right away. Yeah, you got to build Sometimes it. they can, sometimes they can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, we click leap, which is which is around when we beat Duke. Nice. Right? I, I feel like if we would have made it to the NCAA tournament, we, we, we could have really wrecked havoc, I think. I feel like, I feel like we have a team that could have did at least the Sweet 16. You know what I mean? Like Marcus Hyde was amazing, man. We had a... I feel like he should have been in the NBA. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we had some tools, man. But um, so anyway, moving forward, um, we won the NIT championship. We didn't make it to the dance. We won the NIT championship, which is, you know, anybody win the NIT championship, you know, everybody know like, all right, they should have went to the tournament. Yes. You know, at least that's the feeling. Uh, at least you know, ball players know, coaches know. Mm-hmm. Um, so. The second season, uh, you know, they didn't get, you know, we didn't do too good with recruiting. And, <laughs> you know, which, which I guess everything fell on Jarvis. Mm-hmm. When he put everything on Coach Jarvis. And, and, and rightfully so, Coach Jarvis, you know, he's very wise, man. He's a very wise man. Coach Jarvis is a very, 
not just basketball coach. He's a he's a he's a teacher of life. You know, so um, he you know I guess he went to the papers or, or you know, he was responding to the media and letting them know like listen, you guys want all these top notch players and wonder why all these all these all the best players around you know from around the city of you know New York or or you know the state of New York is going to all these other schools. Um, we have a big name, but we have bad facilities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so our best moments was playing at the guard. But when we was playing at home games on campus, we, that was, the gym was horrible. The, the practice facility was horrible. It was, wow. You know, it wasn't good. And that, that was part of me going there because they, they showed me these projections of this uh, new facility that they were making. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't even being, it was, they didn't even start on it at all. They didn't, nothing was going on. So uh, it was kind of hard to recruit players, man. Because then, you know, you travel to these, these these other schools and they got these big campuses and these nice facilities and these nice gyms. And it's, it's like, whoa, whoa yeah, why would I go over here? It feels like the NBA over there. And, and that's <laughs> crazy because outside looking in, compete with. Yes. And outside looking in, you would think St. John had the whole sit up. You know, I just, I mean, my first introduction nah, to St. John was um, coming to America. Then after that, you started hearing a whole lot about St. John basketball programs. So you would think they had, like, the facilities, the, the whole the, the program. Nah, like, established I mean, no, no. Like I said, you can't take away playing at the guard. That was the only thing. It's like, yeah, even the though the, the campus facility was horrible, the playing at the guard and that experience is like, all right, I'll take that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Cause that that's that's a dream for any any basketball player. Like, yes. You know, you play the guard. That's that's the thing. I yeah. got to play there in college. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, so that was that was amazing feeling for me. But yeah, as far as the camp, we didn't get to play there on every home game. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So we played at home, but we practiced at home. You know what I'm saying? And you know, yeah, that's how it went. I look forward to the road um, trips to get away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um. That wasn't really uh, a good fit as far as a school, especially when they got rid of Jarvis. Cause they, you know, the right thing they did, they got. I realized it was so cutthroat and it was so bad. I'm like, wow, how do you win a championship? Like just last year, mm-hmm. and you get fired four games into a season. Like, I couldn't wrap my head around it. I couldn't wrap my head around that at all. And at the time, I didn't have no like. Uh, I wish I could have left right then and there, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, not play any games and leave right then and there. I didn't even know I could do that. Mm-hmm. I found out I could have. Mm-hmm. And still had that eligibility. But these are things that, you know, during the moment, if you're not educated on these things, you're not knowledgeable on it. It's like you don't have those pieces around you that can tell you these things. You know, it's it's, it's, it's a little rough, like, you know. Yes. And also, you know, to, to play with a solid coach is, is very hard to find. So you have that coach, you got to stick with him. You know, because it yeah, I mean, you know, changes everything. That's like, that's like, uh, all right. So that's like taking away a kid's father. Yeah. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because realistically, these coaches are, are our mentors. They're our father figures. Mm-hmm. They're our mentors away from home. They're mm-hmm. our fathers away from home. Mm-hmm. So we're following their directions. You know what I'm saying? They're telling us, they're giving us curfew. They're telling us time to practice. What time to do this? What time to do that? And we're listening to their every word. You know what I'm saying? We're running this play. We want to not play. You know what I mean? We, we're eating at this time. So these are these are our fathers away from home. 
Yeah. So you snatch a kid's father. Now what you... Hey, come on. As a, as a, you know, at a young age, at this young age, where we're tender, very tender. Like, I don't think they, they think at all about the personal, personable part of it. You know what I'm saying? Everything is like a business. And that's the part that woke me up. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, Khalees was all business. <laughs> all business. Oh, man, woke me up in a, in, in a different way. It's, you know, it, <laughs> I said, wow, it kind of, and that's what made me kind of, it took the love out of it for me. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So, like, everything that I, that love, that, that, that pushed me to that McDonald's All-American stage, it, it took it all out of me, man. It, like, just learning that, that just, it's business. Like, it's not really the love for the game or, or, the, or the caring for people. It's just business. I'm very cutthroat. Yeah, just, I don't know, just made me feel like, I don't know, like slavery days, kind of. Yeah. Uh, you know wow. I, 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 I hear you, understand, and, and, you know, as you're talking about it, I think of the uh, Kaepernick story, you know, how he, how he addressed that. He kind of say something like, say something like that, you know, it's kind of very close to slavery because, you know, they did college shots, they look for a specific, you know, person, type of build. Athleticism, you know, it's you know, it's like you know, you like you on the auction block. It's very cutthroat. Every sport is the same way. It's yeah. the same. It's, it's different fields, if you understand what I mean. Yeah, yeah, different levels. It's the same, same way, though. Yeah, it's the same way. Um, and so we we aim to try to just make it more personal because we we be we're people, we're human beings, right? Mm-hmm. We, especially as kids, you know what I'm saying? Like kids with kids, you know, <laughs> it's just. I don't know. I guess that's why Coach Hurley never uh, went past high school, the high school level. Mm-hmm. You know, because a legendary coach like that, like he got offered NBA slots, college slots every year, man. Every year, they tried to get him at these these different positions. And he just went through it. I, I never understood why either. I'm like, well, coach, you can coach me at the next level. You know what I'm saying? I'm yeah. <laughs> like you pay more money, but however, you know, like I say, all, all money ain't good money. And uh, it's politics. It's not politics. Like, we don't know that as kids. Like mm-hmm. they can tell you that, you can say that and hear that word at a young age. You really don't know what it really is. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Until you experience, or you don't really know how deep it is and get with that politics thing. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's very, it's very uh, frustrating. It can get scary. Uh, you know, but you stick with your faith, you stick with, with what you know and what you, you know, what you feel in your heart, you know what I mean, so. You're right. I, but I wish I knew that at a young age, you know, is what I'm saying. Yes. So, so let know, me. We went to, anyway, so after St. John's, okay. after they fired Jarvis, you know, it was a whole big thing, so we got into, uh, this whole scandal in Pittsburgh, uh, we still had to revisit that because there were a, a lot of lies that were put out about that. Um, so what happened in Pittsburgh, there was a young lady that said that she was raped by myself and four or five other teammates. Wow. And she didn't know who I was. They just used me because I had the name. Uh, you know yeah, just throwing names out there. Uh, Anyone on the roster. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's so crazy how that whole, and this is how I learned media in the real world too, just from going, experiencing that, you know what I'm saying? So um, we were never locked up. Um, once the young lady went downstairs and, and lied and said that she was raped, 
like she said that she was through she was through because she was looking for money for one of my teammates. Oh wow! Um, for whatever conversation that they had, yes, we did. I, only only thing we did do wrong was go to the strip club. Mm-hmm. And uh, ironically, that was my very first time in the strip club. It was my birthday that night. We just lost to Pittsburgh. I was actually in the bed mad because anybody that knew me knew I was a sore loser. Yes. Um, but you know, my teammates tried to cheer me up. So they, they, they're like, listen, man, it's your birthday. Come on, let's, you know, let's go. I'm young. Yeah, shake you off. Play behind you. There's no young kid that's turning that down. Especially, mm-hmm. you know, from, from peer pressure. From You know, that, that's, a, that's a whole other thing. Like, we, that peer pressure can, can, can get you in a lot of bad situations. Even if you do nothing, just being in the bad, the wrong room, the wrong predicament. You know, and I, yes. I kind of fell victim to that, but that was a... That was my lesson to learn, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but long story short, so uh, I remember them saying things like, uh, oh, we recorded the act. So it's, it's like so crazy how they can say things and paint perceptions and pictures to people. But if you caught a sexual act, I think we would be in jail. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, Playing mind games. Yes, yeah. so, but that's the perception that... that, that the media can just say something because they have that platform and an ear or eye can just, this is what it was. This is what it is. Yeah, especially you know, when you're young, you don't know how to react. You know? To do that to kids, like to kids. Yes. You know, all of these, I'm just telling you, all of these things took me away from the game. And I just, I didn't have the same passion. I, 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 can, I can only I imagine, man. Lies. Sorry, I hate to hear that. It's okay, man. It gets deeper than that, but I'm, I'm going to refrain from more things. Okay. I, I, you know, I have another battle with that. So know, There's a lot of defamation of character, and there's a lot of lies that was told with that. So I yes. won't go from that. Well, well, well okay, we're going to leave it like this. We all, we all know the media is the biggest entity in the world, so we know how they can play the games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so. Exactly. And it's, you know, with, the, with that politic world, it gets, you know, it, it it get a little different, you know. You mm-hmm. know, you you don't know what's what, you know. Um, but the truth is always the truth. That's the thing that you know they can never change. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? So, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> okay, so so okay, so so, so let's rewind, let's rewind real quick. Uh, what 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 what, gets you, what what makes you get started playing basketball? What made what made basketball your number one sport? Do you play any other sports or, because. You know, you, you know, you, you have a nice, nice little record. Uh, my mother had me the Boy Scout, so like okay. I was running track. I started running track, and the Boy Scout we did like like different games. We'll 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 we'll, uh, we'll run. You know, a lot of stuff. Running seems the fastest, mm-hmm. and we'll get like little medals. You know, or we we did like do different games of contests. Okay. And then we got different medals, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so right away, I, I kind of felt like I was a little different than kids. And I used to get a lot of medals. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it made me like want to be active. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so I started playing basketball. Um, and I, and I, you know, I was always at the playground, always at a court. And I was never in the house at all. It's just different now. But, like, we was always out at a playground, out at the gym, and I always played against the older kids, so I was always bullied young, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but it's, it's crazy, man, it built the, it built my toughness. It built, yes. 
the building. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to kind of playing against my age bracket or younger, um, I was playing against the older guys. So I was always losing. But to me, me, once I was playing against my age bracket, it kind of made so it easier, easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as I got older. Yes. Okay. Um, so I just had a natural passion for the game. I was the kid walking around with the basketball, dribbling down the street, you know, shaking people as they're shaking strangers as they're, you know, passing me. <laughs> you know, you know, nice. Basketball. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just always carried the basketball with me. Um, I was that kid, so. Nice, nice. So, well, tell me about your best game. I, I, I know, you know, about the experience of St. John's University, but t- t- tell us about your best game, stats-wise, why was your best, best game, and how they made you feel. Um, my best game at what level? It can be any level. Because I know you've been all levels from from, from uh, high school, McDonald's, All-American, St. John's to the uh, Albuquerque Thunderbirds G League. So it doesn't matter, you know, what, what game that stands out the most to you. Oh, man. I would say the most memorable would be uh, the game in high school we played against uh, Camden. Camden High School. Camden, with our, our New Jersey? Huh? With, with Camden, from Camden, from what, what state? What city and state? It was from New Jersey. Okay, okay, okay. New Jersey? Yeah, okay. Uh, we played them out in Trenton. Uh, so it was closer to, it was basically close, basically their home time. It's like a home game for them. It's right, Camden was right there by Trenton. Um, and they had this, 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 this player called the Wild Wagner. And I don't know, I don't know if you know DeJuan Wagner, man, but this kid was probably one of the best high school players I've ever played against. You know what I'm saying? And, and uh, he, he was just that good. You know I mean, he, was, he had the athleticism, you know, as, yeah. you know, like these guys now in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he had that in high school as a guard. He was very difficult to, to, to guard, uh, very difficult. You know, because of his athleticism, you know what I mean? Okay. Uh, his skill set. Mm-hmm. But uh, hands down, was the best player in New Jersey, or any, and probably in the country at the time. Um, we ended up playing them. This is my junior year, so we ended up playing them at a packed arena. That was my first feeling of an NBA game prior to playing in the guard at St. John's, right? So that was my first feeling because it was a packed house. The, the, it was it was like a hostile environment. It was real loud. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was it was, it was crazy, man. But uh, we ended up beating them by like twenty. By the way, uh, everyone thought that we would lose. You know because of course they had Dewan Wagner, uh, but we just had such a strong team. <laughs> Our team was just too strong, and we had we had a, a guy coach. It just reminded me of, of, of like how now how I see all the facade of all these players now, like in high school and, and things like that. And I don't see any kids that actually like have that 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 mindset of, of not caring about names. You know what I mean? Like they yeah. just wanna build their names now better than the kids that the names are being built with. Even at St. Anthony's, like we didn't have no names. We the names were created um, by the body of work. You 
named Jonathan Gibson. I think that was his name. Yeah. Uh, and he wanted to give him some shot. You know, we on TV, his NCAA tournament, you know. And, you know, it was just too too political. Like, you you know, I felt like that was a bad move. I felt like, you know, I should have stayed in the game at the particular time. Yes, especially you know? if you are hot. I mean, that's something you just don't do. Nah, you just can't do it, man. You got to ride the wheels until the wheels fall off, man. You just, you know, you have to. You can't. That, that's not the time to think politics or think, let me, let me, you know, let me give this player some shot. You got to go with who's, you know, who you know going to get it done to win. You know, exactly. if the rules was reversed, you know, then yeah, okay. You got to, you got to, got to make somebody step up. <laughs> but mm-hmm. you don't take out a player that's not now. That, that's, you know, after we was, we was losing pretty bad and we came back. Yeah, so that was a little weird. It changes the momentum a little bit, and uh, and we end up losing. But that was real memorable, memorable for me. Um, you know, especially being on that big platform and stage of, of you know, because my freshman year we we wasn't able to at St. John's. Uh, we we got the NIT championship, so I you know every college player goal is to make it to the NCAA. And uh, that was a blessing to even even play at that stage, man. That was a beautiful feeling. Nice, nice. And I know, I know you went from there to play um, ball for the G League. Was it for Albuquerque Thundercats? Thunderbirds. Uh, Thunderbirds. Yeah, Thunderbirds. So, 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 how how was that experience? That was cool, man. Um, I actually had um, John Cafino had ended up. Coming down to New Mexico State, I was still out there taking classes because uh, I was gonna finish up and uh, and you know get my degree, mm-hmm. um, which I still gotta do because I and that's what actually took me away from. It. I had just got there um, to finish up like my last 16, 18 credits, and they came with this opportunity to play in the G League. They said that. Uh, at that particular time, I don't know how the rules is now, but each each team got to allocate one or two players uh, that didn't go in the draft selection, um, and that you know that's their I guess pick for the team, um, and so they wanted to pick me up. Um, so I said okay, you know, um, and I recognized uh, those guys from. Uh, from, from when I played for St. John's. Um, so I said, all right, it's an opportunity. Let me try it out. Um, and at the time, I was still injured. But, you know, my ambition kind of superseded that. Uh, so I went out there, and it was a, it was a, it was a cool experience, a great experience. I, I did pretty well in the preseason. Um, okay. I kind of expected to come in uh, this season starting as a starting point guard. I didn't. It was just, you know, still politics, I felt like, for me. Um, like, I had games where I didn't play at all. And then I had games, like, I'll play after not playing because the uh, a guard was hurt or something like that. And then I'll have a double-double. I remember, like, yesterday with this one. Um I ended up being started. Um, we were playing the same team back to back, and I think both games I had like a double double, eighteen ten, some something, something nice. else. 
it's in that very next game. I didn't play at all. The guard was back. I didn't play. It was weird. Just too much politics involved with that, too. But it, the experience was great. Nice. So let me ask you a question, dog, because it's very clear. Like, you know, you left the game. Got a lot, got a lot, a lot of love for basketball. Uh, what made you in your career, and what was that transition like for you? Um, so my final decision in my so I wanted to actually uh, quit playing um, after the D League experience, but I didn't. Uh, I did have a really big injury um, to where I like my Achilles could have ruptured at any time. Um, I had this big calcium deposit build up right in the back of my Achilles, Ooh. so I was dealing with a lot of injuries. Okay. Uh, even from stemming from uh, from you know when I was in New Mexico State, uh, where I should probably should have redshirted or sat out and got surgery, like I should have. But again, my ambition superseded me, and so I just went the whole my whole senior year uh, playing. I didn't practice at all my senior year. Um, <laughs> Coach only just used me for games, so um, it kind of carried over once you know once I left there. Cause I didn't take care of myself, and so now I, it kind of made me lose a bit of the passion stemming from that, and then stemming from the personal things I was going through where, with uh, like family, friends, and stuff like that. Like you get to see things. I get I got to see things from different uh, levels and different stages. Okay. Right. So I got to see uh, the stardom feeling where you get everybody around you, you know, you get everybody to support you, to love you, to, you know, because they're like, oh, yeah, he's going to the NBA. So mm-hmm. it's like they want to be around you. And they yes. feel good because you're young. You want people. Like, you know, we're naturally loving people, so we, we want to be loved. Yes. You know um, so feel good, as a, you know, but it's not, <laughs> it don't be authentic. Yeah, it's not real. Yeah, you start seeing it like, wow. And that's the, the, that's the tough, tough, tough part from a young mind to differentiate uh, that. You know what I'm saying? I'm even still trying to have a tough time differentiating it uh, as an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, telling the difference as an adult. Yes. So as a kid, forget about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got to see that, and that feeling kind of took away my drive and passion for the game along along with the politics of the game mm-hmm. it took it just took away all of that took away my because I, I naturally grew up loving the game mm-hmm. it wasn't about no fame it wasn't about no name you know what I'm saying like you know so I, it just took it took it all away for me it just changed my perspective yes you know so my passion changed so when I was originally I, I first went to Turkey uh, as far as uh, overseas, okay, okay, and I was having a hard time, man, because I, I didn't really like it. I didn't, re- I didn't really like it where I was at. Okay, so, um, I guess certain parts of Turkey uh, is Americanized. I wasn't in that area. Like Istanbul, oh. if I was out there, it probably would have been cool. Uh, it's more Americanized, um, but where I, where I was at, it wasn't. So it kind of looked a little third world to me. Um, and I just, I don't know, I was, I was having a tough time. So I, I was trying to get out of there. I called me Asian, like, hey, 
these guys, you know, they, they do little funny things out there. So, like, I, I they were holding my contract, right? So, uh, wow. They was holding your contract? Player, yeah, so every player goes through, like, uh, sometimes you, you got to go through the, the, the preseason, right? The preseason is, like, when you do you do all the conditioning and strength tests and all these, these things that they, you know, they do um, to make the contract go, you know, official, right? So I was still in that phase out there um, doing that. So, but they were only supposed to do it, let me know within five days. And they kept stretching it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, listen, I don't really like it. I, I need to know what they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So they were stretching it. And I'm like, I just called my agent, like, listen, man, they, um, I, it don't even matter at this point. So I already had a chip on my shoulder a little bit. You know, you know what I mean? So I, I don't know. I probably should have been a little more humble at the time, looking back at it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but maybe not. <laughs> at the same time, I mean, you know, um, when it's not right, it's not right. Right. Yes. Right. right. So. Uh, I called him, I told him, listen, I'm ready to go. So uh, we got out of there. Um, and then I was off for like a year. And then I ended up going to Brazil. Um, so when I went there, that was a different experience. Uh, I ended up going to Sarakaba my first year out there. Nice. Um, that was a little different. Uh, Sarakaba was kind of... Like, Brazil is, you know, they have really nice areas, but then, like, their fall off is, is crazy. It's, like, low middle class. It's, like, first class and then and, and the, the scums. Wow. You know like, rich or poor? Is that in between? Yeah, it's nowhere wow. between at all. It's rich and poor. So that's and it's, that's bad because then it's, like, the poor, you know, the, the, that's a lot of crime and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. that, you know? Yes. Um. So out there but it was you know i used to walk around travel see things i I still never like it never swayed me from going out or doing things you know what i'm saying um my teammates was pretty cool i had one teammate that spoke english so it made me comfortable um and then uh my second we actually won a championship that year championship and uh i got mvp congratulations um and then that second year, uh, I went back out there, but I went to to, um, to for a team called Palmetas in Sao Paulo. Um, so that was pretty cool. Sao Paulo was similar to like New York, so that's the Brazil version of New York. Okay. Yeah. So like Rio, Rio de Janeiro would be um, similar to like Miami. That would be the Miami version. I never went out there. I wanted to. Uh, but I was in Sao Paulo, which is cool because I'm, you know, I'm right here from New York. I'm like, you know, Newark and New Jersey, New York is kind of like neck and neck. You know, Jersey's just not as big as New York. Okay. Um, so that was cool. That that was a, a good experience. Brazil had really good food. Um, I, I love the culture. Um, you know, that was one of my better experiences as far as overseas. And then when I left there, I, that's when I really wanted to retire. Um, you know, but I, I just kept going, you know, you need the money. <laughs> so, yeah. so I was like, all right. And I got another offer in Finland. 
but by that time, I was just miserable with the game. So I, I didn't really have any passion for it at all. So I wasn't even out in the feeling too long either. I got injured, and they sent me home. Wow. So, okay. Yes, that's real. Cause it's all business, man. So, and overseas, you can't be hurt. Like, you can't be hurt at all. It's, it's, it's not as delicate as, like, over here. Yeah, which is, does make sense, because it comes along yeah, the territory. Like you lose, you lose. It's, it's the American fault. You know what I'm saying? You, you can't be hurt. We need you to practice all the time. They practice all the time. Like, it was crazy. <laughs> it was I, so I heard a lot of stories. I heard, like, the, the court is very hard out there. Is it true? I heard, like, hers, I heard the good and bad things about that. But I heard the court is, like, very hard. I heard it's nothing like the court and, and the courts in America. They say it's very hard, rough on, your, uh, rough on your knees and joints. Is that true? It's some some of the courts. Not, not, okay. not most, okay. I played on, like, yeah, it was a couple courts that's... Like it's almost like it's concrete kind of. Yeah, it's, it's like weird, but uh, but nah, nah. Some of the you know, um, I played on some good courts. Okay, okay. Some nice hardwood, yeah. So, 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 was it? What, what was the transition like for you from playing uh, professional ball to uh, to now owning your your restaurant, or or just going through the transition from no longer playing basketball to the next level in life? Uh, the next thing in life. Uh, what was that like for you? Man, so that was... Uh, that's hard to describe. It was, <laughs> it was like I had to... Kind of... Uh, I, so when I took... When I retired from playing ball, it's kind of had to figure it out. Right? Okay. And that's the hardest part for a young athlete period, not just a young ball player, is that transition from figuring it out. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, we all, we was always told have a, have a plan A, a plan B, mm-hmm. you know, plan C, you know what I mean? All yes. Even, and they, they used to say that to us, even as athletes, you know, what are you going to do in case you don't make, you know, there's only a small amount of people that make it, they give us the percentages, the ratios, and all this good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, we hear it, but most of us ain't thinking about that. We like, ain't nobody thinking like, all right. Yeah, we born in the game, try, ball, yeah, try to, yeah. Fire to be a teacher. I'm gonna try. Yeah, I mean, like, you're not gonna, you're not thinking none of that at all. Mm-hmm. So, um, the hardest part is that figuring it out, right? Mm-hmm. So, now, um, you know, a lot of players, they'll, they'll stay within the, the, the field, so they, they may go into coaching. Um, you know, coaching maybe their 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 schools that they played at or at some other level, and that's that's usually the the kind of the ordinary, right? Okay. It's it's kind of going. That's that's what I saw a lot from. Yes. Um, from my time, go coaching, so I, stay I, close to the game yeah, that they love. Coaching was mm-hmm. that AAU platform or elementary, high school, collegiate platform, you know, yes. any kind of platform of coaching, coaching the game, staying around the game. I've seen that a lot, which is great, right? It's amazing because then you give it back to it. Yes. Um, so that's, that's you know, that's a blessing too. So a lot of, and that's in the same comfort zone of what you're used to. So now you're not out there trying to figure it out all the way. Right? So that's a safety net. Yes. Um, 
And then, so for me, I had to try to figure it out. So I didn't want no parts of the game because I, like, I experienced too much. Understood. I, Understood. Yeah. So, I, that wasn't my lane. I, I got the offers. Like, you know, people was calling me up. They DM me. You know, oh, coach here, coach there. You know, mm-hmm. and I didn't want no parts of the game. You know, uh, I felt like I went through things that that from the game that that changed my perspective of life and people you know especially the situation i went through at st john's with with, like we're seeing like the lack of support and the lack of like what's real it was just it just turned me off in a bad way yeah just feeling some type of way about the game at the time yeah it it put it put a put a dent in your heart man
felt like I wanted to make a, a good decision and I put it to a family house. Nice. Um, so then, that, you know, that became like kind of like income a little bit. Yeah, this is just some real estate. Now you get, yeah, now you get, you know, I was living, you know, I'm still here, yeah, I still live in the same house, but you know, I get, um, you know, you get rent from your tenants, so now that, that kind of offsets a little bit of, the, of you know, what you're putting out. You know, so I kind of started making, put myself in smart predicaments um, with that. So once I, once I brought my home, you know, I started thinking that, you know, maybe try the business. You know, I was working a lot. Uh, I was making good money. I said, let me try it out. Um, my credit was, you know, got higher and higher. And I just put myself in a predicament. And I, I ended up uh, texting my realtor and saying, hey, uh, you know, can you find me a commercial space? I, I originally wanted to do a hookah lounge. Mm-hmm. And she was sending me things uh, via email, and I was opening it up. And when I saw the location I'm at, 223, 225, I asked her, can we go see it? The only reason why I saw a bar and um, one of the pictures. It was an old-looking bar. It didn't, you know, didn't look good, but I'm, I figured, like, okay, maybe they got a liquor license. <laughs> so I asked her, I said, hey, uh, you think they got a liquor license? And it's crazy because it would tie it into that same story. Even my own realtor, she tried to discourage me. She said, uh, nah, probably not. You know they hard to come by. So I said, um, well, maybe call and ask. You know, maybe find out. <laughs> and she said, all right, I'll chat. Just, you know, same voice and pitch and everything. And yes. call me back while I they had a liquor license attached to it. Why? Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, now I'm like, all right, let's go see it. Right away, I want to go see it the same day. We go see it. And, you know, I just started catching visions and ideas of, of what I wanted to do. It, was, it didn't look nothing like how it looked now. Or, okay. You know, it, it looked like an old school diner and the, the bar was beat up. So, you know, I, I renovated it. I gutted it from, and did it from scratch. Nice. Um, but that's how that all came about. And um, I'm still waiting to get my restaurant going, but that's a whole other story. Though. Okay, okay. So so on this podcast, we talk a lot about mental health. Thank mm-hmm. you for talking about the transition uh, from basketball to a restaurant. Uh, went to your bar in um, in Newark, New Jersey. But however, we're talking a lot about the bar. You got to you know give you a quick shout out so people know what the bar, the name of this bar. Uh, what's the name of your, um, of your, your lounge, your restaurant? Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. It's called uh, The City Lounge and Restaurant. Okay. You can even find us on Instagram at um, The City Lounge 973. The City Lounge 973. That's our Instagram. Nice, nice. Okay. So so how, how's business going? Congratulations. I mean, we were playing ball to only your bar. Your lounge, your bar. So, so, so that's a good look. So congratulations. So how's everything going? And, 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 and are you going to uh, turn to a franchise? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, actually, I'm sorry. The, the, the Instagram is is no the on it. It's City Lounge nine seventy three. But um, it, as far as how how it's going, it's been up and down because of COVID. Uh, like when we first opened up, man, we came out blazing. We came out smoking. Um, like seven days a week. You know, nice. uh, we, 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 we were back, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and it was kind of, 
crazy to see for a bar that didn't even have a restaurant. So we were doing numbers that was, you know, haven't been seen from just a bar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With no restaurant attached to it. Um, so it was amazing. COVID, um, we had to close down for about a year. Um, and then ever since then, it's been like, you know, up and down, up and down, trying to rebuild because of, you know, it, the waves have come back. Yeah, it's crazy. Rules into place, and then they'll uplift certain restrictions. And it's just, it's just been the best. Yeah, and just really trying to stay relevant, sounds like, with all these constant changes they're making nonstop. Yeah. Say to them. Um, 
said the, the biggest key would be uh, mind, body, spirit. You know what I'm saying? Um, I say that because mental health is very important. Physical health is very important. And, uh, you know, believing in something is very important. That You know, having that discipline and, and humbleness. Um, and, you know, all three, is, is, it, it, it makes growth. So um, I say that because when I did stay away from the game, you know, I kind of wasn't really working out as much. I wasn't exercising, um, you know, and it, it kind of, that plays a part of kind of your mental health sometimes, or a lot of times, um, you know, and that transition from the game to real life, sometimes we, we, we will uh, get so caught up in our journeys that we won't take care of our bodies. You know, or we, we, we might lose our faith a little bit or, you know, we, we might eat real bad, you know. Um, so we just just being more attentive and more focused on, like I said, those three three things, like your mind, your body, and your spirit. Nice. Okay. All right. And uh, Elijah, man, I mean, what more can I say? I just want to thank you for taking time out to share your story with the Sports Lounge podcast. Uh, we wish you many, many blessings and much success with your business endeavor. And I uh, just want to thank you, thank everyone for listening today. So, so it's been a pleasure. And uh, and thanks again for for sharing your story, man. And uh, and wish you many, many success with the restaurant bar. I come out there and check it out. Hey man, anytime, man. I appreciate you too, Jerry. I, pre- I wish you nothing but uh, success on your podcast, man. And anything I can do to help, or you know, any connections I can. You know, help help you make. Uh, you know, feel free to let me know. And uh, you know, I'm I'm, I'm here to, to help you grow as well. So man, I greatly appreciate it. it. Hey, we definitely in contact, man. And uh, and take yes, take care and get many blessings. All right, all right. Blessings to you too. All right, man. Bye.